In this episode, we have Francesca Mason Boring, who is a facilitator of family constellation, systemic constellation, and nature constellation. And she asks the simple question who is in this family? In this episode, she talks about the earthy kind of sacred, the kind of sacred you can dig your toes into, as well as the ability to know that is always present within us and how we respect and bring the ancestors into our healing process. Hello and welcome. You're listening to the Embody Podcast, a show about remembering and embodying your true nature, inner wisdom, embodied healing, and self-love. My name is Candace Wu, and I'm a holistic healing facilitator, intuitive coach, and artist sharing my personal journey of vulnerability, offering meditations and guided healing support, and having co-creative conversations with healers and wellness practitioners from all over the world. This episode is sponsored by my workshops. If you'd like to get a taste of Family Constellations work, there's a workshop coming up on July 21st, 2019 in Chicago in Pilsen. It's called Restore the Flow of Love, and it's perfect for this episode as you'll get a taste of Family Constellations from Francesca's perspective, and you can come and join in and have your own personal constellation set up or come in and represent for others' constellations. So whether it's something related to your family life, your love life, career, the way you experience the world, your joy, your emotional world, anything under the sun, we can work with constellations to support what is the hidden dynamic underneath it all that may be wanting to emerge so that you can be in the flow of your love, the flow of your ancestry's love, and the flow of your life. So much of our dynamics connect with the hidden experiences of our ancestry or dynamics that were silenced, things that did not want to be looked at before that are still living within us now. So if there was something tragic, difficult, a loss that was hard, or something that just didn't want to be looked at at the time, that can be connected with you in your life now and affect anything in your life. So constellations is a way to look at those in an embodied way allow those to resolve in an organic way, and then bring you towards the flow of love that ushers you into life with so much more of yourself. You can find this workshop at candisu.com slash flow of love. If this date has passed, you can check out candisu.com slash events for other workshops uh, that are coming up. And you can always check in with Francesca's website to check out her workshops. I encourage you to reach out to her if you're interested in having a taste of nature constellations and the way that she works. Welcome back, everyone. It's fantastic to have you here. Today, we're just going to jump right into the episode with Francesca Mason Boring. I love this episode because there's such a sweetness to the way Francesca speaks about her work, the way that she speaks about herself and the world. There's such respect and appreciation and awe. I also feel a great reminder of our innate knowing as well as the ability to heal in such a simple way of connecting with where we came from, to know where we came from, to know our roots, as well as to know the roots through nature, to connect with nature in a way that 
brings us to our resource, brings us to our strength, as well as back to where we came from. Francesca is an author, international facilitator, teacher, and lecturer, and she works with universal indigenous fields and family constellation and has supported the development of constellation as ceremony, as community constellations, and nature constellations. Francesca has also graciously offered a piece of her writing called Family Systems Constellation and the Legacy of the Natural World Supporting Resilience. This is a beautiful piece of writing. Here's one quote from her. We embody belonging when we feel the ground. She also speaks about how we are visitors on earth and that this magnificent sphere here was here long before human beings. In this, she offers a couple of different meditations that you can practice and use as your own and offers her perspective of how to see life, how to see the opportunity of being on earth. You can find that at candicewu.com slash Francesca. So without further ado, here is Francesca Mason-Boring. I'm just thrilled to invite you, Francesca Mason-Boring, to the show today. Thank you so much for being here and welcome. Thank you, Candice. It's really wonderful to be able to hear your voice and I appreciate your program and all the different things. It's lovely to look at your website and learn more about your work. Thank you. Thank you. Same same to you, Francesca. I loved looking at your website and I uh, was so honored to meet you. I think it was two about two years ago at um, the North American uh, Systemic Constellation Conference workshop, uh, retreat and um, got the chance to work with you. And I'm so inspired by your work and just your presence. And you are doing uh, all sorts of constellation work, especially work with ritual and ceremony and nature. I'd love to just invite you to share um, how you see yourself on your journey now and where you are. Wow. Well, I, first of all, feel very fortunate. I feel like this is a remarkable time that we're living in. It seems as though it's a time where we have... Uh, a lot of different kinds of technology, for instance, we're able to have this conversation and share it with other people that that we may never be lucky enough to meet in person, but we can still share from our hearts and and really connect. So we have all of those levels that are happening. And at the same time, I think that there is this remembering, a bringing back and a recalling and embodying again a lot of different elements of what we sometimes refer to as wisdom traditions. So having the the good fortune mm-hmm. to encounter first it was usually presented as family systems constellation. And then it really started to blossom and there was organizational constellations and it felt very natural, very important that nature also be included, um, both acknowledging our relationship to nature, but also really looking at what nature provides us in terms of nurturing and resources and actual support. So there are so many different variations now of constellation work. But when when I encountered that, it seemed Mm -hmm. so similar to many different Native American and, and other indigenous ceremonies. And so it was just a really uh, 
natural emergence that one began to to really appreciate that there was the the very real experience for many people that looking at families and looking at connectedness and looking at all the love stories, all the sad stories in our own family systems was actually sacred. And so that inner knowing really allowed for a very mm-hmm. easy, very organic kind of incorporation with a lot of wisdom traditions that had been in that space for a really long time with a lot of care and um, being aware of some kinds of cautions and elements of respect and asking for permission to to step into those fields. So yeah, I, I find myself feeling, first of all, really fortunate to be at this time when we have mm-hmm. these technologies, the ability to to travel, to see other communities and other cultures, but also to be at a juncture where many of the mechanistic modalities are saying it's as though we we baked a pie without any fruit in it. We left something out. <laughs> and so <laughs> so now it's kind of going back and seeing, oh yeah, the old recipes call for this kind of this <laughs> element, you know, right. that really allows us to feel like we really are full and cared for and and has something that has history in it. Oh. So yeah. Oh, I love that. Yeah. And you're just reminding me, um, before I jumped on the conversation, I thought, how how do I want to open this space with you, Francesca? And I felt like I wanted to invite you to do that as well. But I felt very strongly that I wanted to hold the space and invite you and all of your ancestors and nature and your connections and relations to this conversation if if they would like to be, and also mine. Is there a way that you want to honor that or open the space? Primarily by saying thank you. I really feel like that is such a good way to encounter anyone. And I, I thank you very much for that. It really reminds me in just such a gentle way that one of the things that I hope will eventually emerge is when you when you named all of that when you named nature and when you were saying ancestors and that the warmth of an invitation one of the things that i really think there's there's hope there's something very concrete and beautiful mm. in constellation work because i have a hope that at some point as more and more people in social work and um, psychology, medicine, teaching people who are working with human beings. I have really a hope that one of the things that will come out of systems constellation and systemic thinking is that everyone will be able to make that internal gesture. So not just the the invitation, mm. but also that the other side of that coin is really acknowledging this incredible capacity so that when I see someone, even if I see them as a client, even if I see someone that maybe my conditioning says that's a wounded person, or we have different terms, fragile, or uh, all of those things, if I really see someone in context, mm-hmm. see them held by nature, see them held and supported, and a result of thousands of generations of people who pass life on, 
then I think providers would be able to take a breath because that horrible feeling of weight and responsibility and Mm -hmm. um, all the concerns that come when we're conditioned to believe that someone is diminished by their experience or their fragility or their um, diagnosis. I, I really hold a hope that that kind of invitation that you expressed, which I so love, that if everyone had that perspective, particularly people who work with folks, that there would be something so much easier in what they're doing so much. They would feel so much more supported to know that mm-hmm. whoever they encounter is very much supported as well. So, um, yeah, thank you so much for that. Absolutely. <laughs> thank you, Francesca. That, that is huge. <laughs> I feel yeah. that when you said that, if, that we could just take a breath <laughs> naturally with that knowing, with that acknowledgement and recognition. And I remember when I first started working with constellations that, mm-hmm. especially as a facilitator, I was aware of that mental idea, like drawing upon the resource of the family system, honoring it and and, uh, holding the space for it, but really having that from the inside and believing it and letting every part of me be congruent with that was that breath. Uh It was that um, acknowledgement that there's so much wisdom here that I know nothing of, Uh Uh perhaps, perhaps. Uh Perhaps I do, but um, but that there's so much resource there right. that doesn't um, weigh on me to bring forward. Right. Yeah. Well, and the other part of that, I think that one of the things that's been kind of an outcropping of that is genuine awe. Really, when I when I think of how many people it took for us to be here, just the being able to kind of dance with mm-hmm. history and all the miracles and all the tragedies and all of the things that have happened that so many people had to get something right for us to be here. That is, I mean, some people almost overuse it, but I think it's the the term awesome really to be just filled with awe. It really strikes me in that way. And I think maybe that's part of the interface mm-hmm. with the sacred, but a very earthy kind of sacred. I mean, the kind of sacred that you can dig your toes into. It just, it just is so earth-based and so real. And I just, I, I love mm-hmm. that. I really love that. That's mm, really beautiful. And so for, for people here, Francesca, today listening that aren't aware of constellations um, and nature constellation and systemic constellation. What would you say about that today? It is so beautiful is the first thing that I would say. And that's, that's kind of, yeah. um, sounds almost trite, but actually it, it's a very beautiful modality that again, it mirrors many different traditions, many different kinds of traditional wisdom. So family constellation the end result is that for many people, it increases the flow of love within a family system. So it's very concrete. The end result for a lot of people is that there really is a sense of transformation in how I actually view people in my family system. 
because since the work really looks at families in a systemic way, we're actually looking at people in context. So we're looking at what happened for this person to be anxious or what happened for this person to be angry or for this person to be mean. And when we look, we're really looking from a, a larger a larger lens. We're looking actually from many generations, what is the accumulative effect of something that happened in a previous generation? So in Systems Constellation, we actually place representatives for different people in a family system when there is an issue. We identify primary people in that system who interface with that issue. And then there is this really lovely knowing that emerges in the people who represent. It can also be if someone represents the people that are involved in a conflict or some history of a family being stuck uh, financially or emotionally or even having some kind of repetitive dynamic with illness. It can also be that rather than human representatives placing people, if a person is doing it privately one-on-one, you can simply use felt squares or some other element, uh, something akin to what people use when they do sand tray work, um, that you can use other kinds of images to basically spatially represent different people who are involved Mm -hmm. in a particular issue or conflict. And then there is a knowing that emerges. And this knowing is very organic. It's very solid, very transformative. And this knowing is not anything that's unfamiliar to people. I often give the example that if you, for instance, think about someone, a good friend or a family member, and you suddenly have them very much on your mind, and the phone rings and you pick it up and that's the person on the other end of the phone. Or if you um, are in a grocery store and you suddenly turn because Mm, you sort of feel like you're Mm -hmm. being watched and your eyes meet someone who is just looking at you out of curiosity. So we have all of these ways that we we really are familiar with this kind of knowing Mm. connectedness, um, that there is some way that we really have information about people around us, about Um, folks that we're connected to, people that we care about. But what's lovely is people that don't know anything about us or know our family actually can represent very accurately what particular dynamics are within that family system. So there is this element of knowing. And and then we're able to see uh, the phrase that you used earlier, what is. We're able to see what is the difference between what I believe or what I've constructed and what is actually, what's actually true, what, what is. For many people, that's the point where there is a huge transformation. If I have believed something about family members for a long time, um, if I have a very um, conditioned history of a particular kind of family propaganda, where people tell a story about someone that made life easier, but that wasn't really based in the truth, then there are times that I really, that sense again of being able to breathe. Mm -hmm. um, It's as though 
that ability to know is always present. So if we have something in our family system that is not actually true, we don't have necessarily a conscious knowing of that incongruity, but very often we will embody it. We feel tense or we feel uncomfortable. There is something that doesn't flow. So with Family Systems Constellation, it really is lovely in that Mm -hmm. many people that have worked really hard, both providers and clients who have worked really hard to try to uh, unfold or unravel some point of confusion, all of those kind of cognitive methods, if they have sort of reached a dead end and everyone is exhausted, then there is something about this modality or this movement method. Some people call it even a philosophy, Mm -hmm. this way of being able to see what is the hidden dynamic. What is it that we sort of have known in our body, but we were not able to conceptualize? And when that's revealed in a constellation for many people, it is incredibly transformative. It it just is uh, really lovely. And then, of course, it's exciting that there are so many other disciplines that are emerging and understandings that are emerging right now that, again, somewhat hearken to those wisdom traditions. So we have things like quantum physics and people who discuss and really investigate epigenetics, where we look at how is it that particular traumas in a family system even activate genes that make us vulnerable to particular um, illnesses. And uh, there's just so many places, morphogenetic fields that Rupert Sheldrake talks about. We're really looking and seeing that there is this kind of connection that we have, that we have always had as human beings, that actually gives us access to a kind of healing that doesn't just come from being able to resolve things in a linear way. So I I don't know if that's the best description. I'm just so excited about how expansive and inclusive and simple it is, that it really looks at who, who is in this family. And it's as though the family is so connected that one of the, one of the terms that folks use is that, that we're a part of a family soul, that there really is this soul that says all of you are a part, all of you are a part of this family. And it doesn't preclude or exclude that people can have a variety of stories that someone can have been adopted and loved and cared for by, by someone else other than their biological family. But the truth of the survival of this particular lineage is something that really does carry apparently quite a bit with it uh, in terms of field dynamics, biologically, emotionally, historically. So this work actually looks at that and particularly in the United States when, and countries of immigration, when people are so separated because of the trauma of immigration or forced migration, when people are so separated from their lineage, this work really brings a sense of relief and and a remembering that everyone does come from someone. We really do have roots. Mm. It's just such a sweet and a 
appreciative practice and even these simple words we all do come from someone mm-hmm. it's so loving i just love i love that you spoke about how simple it is and um who is here who is in this family and who, who belongs here and that makes so much sense that nature was calling you Mm-hmm. to just bring it into the fold because it already is. Yeah. And yeah. And how, how does that, how do you see that showing up or when does it come in? Right. It shows up in so many ways. One of the things that I think is helpful is for me, and I think for a lot of people, it's always been a source of information. So in nature, for instance, um, there are animals in every species of nature who, for whatever reason, may have the capacity to to have a baby, um, but really do not have the impulse to take care of that infant or that newborn. And so there are, in lots of places in nature, um, the event where another animal who perhaps has had a child die, a a fawn die or a calf die, um, they actually will take care of someone else's when that mother is, is, has died or, um, is, is not able. And so when I would look at that, I would see Mm -hmm. that there's no judgment involved. It really is, that's what happens sometimes in nature. I think the same thing is true with human beings, that there are things that happen sometimes with people, and we have this element of judgment that does create this kind of secrecy or exclusion or shame. But when we look at nature, there are so many things that just happen, and nature takes care of it. And so when it's taken care of, uh, it's done, and there's not all of the, the stigma or the paralysis that some people experience. So one of the things I, I think that I find as a beautiful teacher is that the crippling element of judgment or shame is not embodied in many aspects of nature in the same way that it is with humankind. And so I think that there's a lot to learn by seeing that teacher, just that openness and that honoring life. And the other part is that I think perhaps informed by different indigenous traditions, I really do see nature as viable and interactive and personal. So it's exciting that now there are so many teachings that are also emerging in botany and other fields of biology that really do point to this awareness, um, the trees talking with each other and interfacing with each other, even if it's biochemical uh, conversation rather than verbal conversation, that they actually are responding to each other and in contact. And I think that many indigenous traditions have this awareness of the capacity of nature to heal not just in the aspect of um, many herbal practitioners who historically were in conversation with plants to see 
what would be helpful. But but also the kind of um, like in, I mm-hmm. can't remember if it was Japanese, perhaps, where they talk about tree bathing or nature bathing, seeing that our bodies really respond differently when when we are open to this kind of interface with nature. So what's lovely is in systems constellation, you're able to actually introduce representatives for different elements of nature. So if there is someone who has been severely traumatized, I I remember one of the most touching experiences I ever had was someone who had really had so many horrific events in their lifetime that uh, I've seen some really masterful facilitators say, this is too big for me. And, and in fact, sometimes that's what's true. And somehow there was this massive tree that mm-hmm. came to my mind and it was a tree that, that does exist and it has been burned, it has been flooded, it, someone attempted to chop it down. Um, some folks may be aware of that tree. It's, it's on, the, on the coast, uh, the, the western coast of the United States. But it just had been through so much, and it still has green coming out of it. So in the constellation, we just placed a representative mm-hmm. for this man and a representative for that tree. And that was the most <clears throat> heartful healing exchange I think I've ever seen in my life, that this tree that has lived mm. hundreds of years had complete empathy, complete understanding, and could really teach something about resilience in a way that very few human beings could do. So I think there are times that you can actually invite some element of nature into the family system or into the person's own personal dynamic. And there's just a capacity that is no human being lives several hundred years, but a tree can. So, yeah. I feel that now. I feel like the warmth and I almost feel sorrow hearing that story. Mm -hmm. And I think we do, there's something in us that knows that, you know, if we're not, if we're not having these experiences that really show us directly in this way, there's, there are other experiences where we feel that way. We feel some connection and I love this. I don't know how to describe it exactly, but just inviting this to be held in the space together, this man and this tree, there's a bigger acknowledgement that allows a deeper heartfelt experience, a deeper feeling in the whole system than than the saying, yes, nature has something to teach us. But to actually feel into it and invite it like this and and that this happened. It's beautiful. Thank you for sharing this story. Yeah, I feel so grateful. So grateful. Mm, it's amazing. Oh. Well, so Francesco, where are you now in your journey for yourself and how Constellations has support, supported you or in your own walk? So beautiful. I, I feel really excited. I'm teaching a facilitator training and have been doing those for some time. They're 21 days and it's 
really wonderful that many of the people who have a really serious interest in being able to incorporate this into their work, whether they be um, teachers or even uh, engineers or um, people that are involved in architecture or people that have a background in shamanism or psychotherapy or medicine of many, many different aspects, massage therapy, there are more and more people who are really wanting to be able to integrate constellation work into their own practice and into their own discipline. So I feel very happy mm. to be giving a training in Maryland. Um, it's, it's just wonderful, the people that have come together. And then next year, I'll give a training in Los Angeles. And uh, it's just uh, a really exciting thing to know that each of the people who participates in that training will be able to introduce family systems, constellation and systemic thinking in a way that I never could. They'll interface with people that I would never be able to share with or encounter. So it really is expanding the reach of the work. Mm. I just uh, finished a small book on family systems constellation and it's in the company of good people. And it's just a, a small book, but part of my journey is that writing is something that really helps me to be able to integrate and to be able to try to understand what I'm learning, what people are teaching me, what the work is teaching me. So that book just came out um, maybe a month or so ago. And that that made me really happy. They always mm. take their own time to come into the world, but but that's done, and it's very sweet. I just uh, sometimes books turn out to be something very different than what I expected, and I look at it and think, "Where did you come from?" <laughs> but, but, but with this one, it was just something really really sweet. So I I felt really happy about that. Oh, but. That's, yeah. Congratulations. It's, thank I saw you. that. It looks beautiful. And thank you so yes, much. Yes, it does look very sweet. Yeah, it's just a really, yeah. really nice feeling. But I think that one of the things, the primary seed was that I realized that many of the people who began family constellation work, predominantly folks from Germany and Europe originally, but I realized how many of those people had been in long-term partnerships and also how many of those people had been dear friends, almost all in excess of 30 years. So I thought this was really a very unusual greenhouse that folks that began this work were so committed to the difference, the, the depth which with people could feel connectedness to the people that they cared for. And I, as I was just kind of doing a meditation one day, I realized that that, that greenhouse or that shared ability, that shared capacity for love and connection, not that they never had any um, conflicts, I'm sure, but just that ability for such a large group of people to really have this history and this capacity for connection is, I think, perhaps in large part, mm -hmm. what really fostered their 
commitment when they saw the way that this work could open doors for people and open hearts. They really viscerally knew what can come from that. And so so that was kind of the springboard for the little book, but it was just really came out of acknowledging the love that that shows up and that blossoms out of constellation work is just so expansive. But when I realized that the love between all of those people originally was in large part part of the story of the gestation of that that seed, I thought this is really I I just want at least to say mm-hmm. that that I that I could see that. Mm. So sweet. I didn't know that. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, so sweet. Such a beautiful story. Yeah. Beautiful knowing about all of those, all of the people that were that convicted in this depth of of work. And then um, I think that the other part in terms of what's happening is that I give workshops in a number of places. My focus much of the time tends to be trainings, but I occasionally give workshops. And there again, I can see that the expanse, the variety of the disciplines of people who are interested in how this work can inform them and and support them. Because I think that's, I think many people who do really great work with other human beings are tired. They're so exhausted. They're so, so hurt, I guess you could say, by the inability for their, for their toolkit to, to intervene in the way that their heart knows is possible. And so to have this wider, uh, prospect that actually does seem to to clear a lot of um, a lot of wounding that other modalities have not been able to to clear for many it is really heartening and it also lightens their load so that when folks realize how much support they have and when they're able to connect again with that and connect again with their own family and their own story, their own roots. Um, it's very strengthening. So they, again, are, are reminded that they're not alone. Whatever they're doing in the world, they do have support. They do have a, a lot of um, this huge legacy of other folks in their system who were able to really press on, make the grade, laugh, um, because I think that's that's one of the things that I enjoy, that for many people, there's a kind of a, a lightness that is different than what they've been able to experience before. Mm. So yeah, I feel really lucky. Mm-hmm. Ah, yes, yes, me too. I, I feel that as you're speaking it too, um, with people that I work with that are experiencing it. And as you're talking, I thought of something that was on your website, and um, it's this. It says on your website, although family constellation may be therapeutic, this Indigenous woman does not represent it as therapy, and that you describe this method as one of the most profoundly beautiful healing paths that can be taken. 
And this work for you is the extension, an extension of ceremony, a road of indigenous healing. And somehow as you were speaking, this quote of yours came up in me and it kind of clicked, at least for me. I'm not sure if this is how you would represent it. But as you're speaking about sharing this work and how powerful it can be for for anyone in any trade who is doing something out there in the world and being in community, being in family or being in work systems, that this work isn't limited to the idea of therapy and healing necessarily, that it can spread out into their lives as something so, as a way of being that supports them and the the world around them. Absolutely. Well, and I think that one of the things, um, the, the, the integration or the personification of that is you so often refer to embodiment. And so I, I love that so much because I think that that's what fundamentally changes for so many people that their sense of belonging and their sense of connectedness becomes really very embodied. Mm -hmm. So in fact, they truly are transformed. They really do have just been physically their presentation, I guess you would say, mm-hmm. of of being someone who belongs can be really quite visible. And so that really has amazed me. What has amazed me is how um, how much people can embody what transforms in terms of their definition of who they are and where they come from and how much they represent resilience and and capacity. And that is just so different because we have so many modalities that are focused on pathology. Mm-hmm. And this really is looking at capacity. And so when people are doing a, a constellation, they're not looking at what is my uh, disability, but rather what is my capacity and what are all the abilities of all of these people who came before me that allowed this to happen. So there really is a, a difference in that way. And the other part of it is that I feel really fortunate in that many of the workshops that I've given, I, I began in a very rural community. And so the nature of the community really is such that people who were farmers or truck drivers or teachers or doctors or um, single moms, a, a really wide variety of different backgrounds could come and really have the same depth of experience. So one of the reasons I become so excited when many more people become interested in this work is that it really will continue to expand who has access to this. And I have really a a strong sense that when it becomes part of everyone's language and every uh, practitioner or caregiver or uh, human service worker or teacher or foster parent, when everyone has access to this, then Mm. 
Absolutely. Then I think that's going to be incredible. And that's my hope. I don't think it hurts to really dream big, but I, I do have the hope that that would happen. It's a lovely dream. Yeah. It's a beautiful dream. Yeah. I hope, I hope that it happens. Me too. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> that's encouraging. <laughs> that's encouraging. Yeah. yeah. Well, and it's, it's seeing ourselves with that capacity and the, the expanse of who we are beyond this body and being, beyond the lineage even, beyond what we can see. And when you spoke about the shaming and judgment that we place upon ourselves, that nature doesn't, there, that really brings it to the forefront that if, if we are in this way of being and way of walking in the world and seeing, then how could we? How could we have shame? And I also acknowledge that we could, <laughs> but there's something so pure about what's, what the truth is underneath it, right? that there's so much there, resilience right. and just being in who we are. That is so beautiful. That is so beautiful. And I think that's the, that's perhaps the transformation that when we do walk outside in the trees, you can really have a sense that there's there is no judgment. And people began to really conceptualize and embody that sense of, of being a part of ancestry and having ancestors. Then there's also this perception that really at that juncture, all that's left is love. And we represent the survival of so many. And so there really is no space where there would be judgment. It's rather just this deep breath and this um, that in some ways we are the reward of, of everything that they endured, everything um, that they lived through or lived with. And so one of the things that seems to be really remarkable is that there is something about this multiple generations and being able to really include and to look at this expanse of lineage that really does bring to the fore this sense that as far back as our lineage goes, there's love that flows to us. And so whether it's a metaphor or whether it's someone's reality, um, it, it really does seem to have a transformative effect and seems to be something that people embody when they've experienced uh, a family constellation. So it's really, it's really hopeful. Mm, it's really powerful and it's, mm -hmm. it's very expansive. So nice. Thank you. Mm. Yeah. And so in your, in your personal journey, what are you tussling with? What are you feeling the learning about? Right now, I, I just recently had an experience with someone very um, close to me that I could feel the, the convergence of our lineages coming together through us. <laughs> and uh, like white European family background on the other side of, of me and my Chinese American having immigrated, uh, my parents having immigrated. And there was this feeling of can you hold my complexity? 
And it felt so <laughs> ancestral related that my family came here to America and wondered that and perhaps was wounded in a lot of ways or felt fear about that. And uh, that was a great healing for me where I converged with this person. And um, so that's, that's alive in me now. And it's so fitting we're having this conversation. So I just wondered... Um, if you would be open to sharing anything that you're, mm. you're looking at. So beautiful. Well, I think that um, the, the conversation that, that you just spoke to is definitely something that comes up in family constellation. And, and of course, it's a part of my life. I have a very multicultural family. And so in many respects, seeing how others may be challenged in navigating that is something that I, that I've, perhaps that has always been one of my interests because my mother is Shoshone, which is a Native American tribe um, and native speaker and, and her family has been very involved in particularly historical aspects of, of tribe and still have a lot of different um, awareness of, tribal practices and things like this. And I have a very large uh, family. So I'm one of seven children. My mother was one of 10 children. So on that side of the family, there are quite a few people that that I have as relatives. And then my father um, is Caucasian mm -hmm. and is descendant of immigrants from uh, Lithuania and also from Scotland and Ireland. So the cultural differences were really extreme, but it was wonderful because I could see that we really don't all grow up with the same fairy tales. So from very early on, I, mm -hmm. I feel fortunate and each of my parents, um, perhaps because they were culturally so different, most of their friends were also bicultural. So my, my growing up was kind of nurtured by this beautiful puzzle of seeing how different cultures could be and their beliefs and their practices. And so always having really a, mm. a care and a caution to see what is, what is permitted here, what is allowed here, what is comfortable for people here, because it can differ so much from place to place. So I think that that's, um, when you speak to that, I can't help but have a very strong resonance because um, that expansion of, mm. of cultures has continued to expand in my family. So we have, um, when, when I describe it, it's, it, it just is, it's interesting um, learning so that we're all careful of all of the different traditions of each of these people that come into our family. But for me, Personally, my challenge in the moment has been that I really have had this very strong sense that I need to become comfortable or more aware of technology. And um, it's actually very deep and very personal. I mm. had a dear friend and coordinator and colleague and um, Anatosh Fu, who was a facilitator, and she died last May. But we traveled for many years together and 
she really uh, saw an expanse in this work and also held this vision that in a perfect world, this will be accessible, easily accessible to everyone at some point. And so literally on her deathbed, what she said was, you have to get used to your cell phone and you have to become friends with technology. <laughs> so, <laughs> literally when people thought she had not another breath left in her body, that was, that was her, uh, her last teaching for me. So, um, for you. Oh my so goodness. I really, that was an important yeah, message. So I really held that. And then of all things, this past winter, I did, um, a, a really wonderful, had a wonderful invitation from the shift network and did a zoom conference and had another lovely invitation from a, a woman by the name of Tal Shai, who has, um, this wonderful soul movement and again did a zoom and now here we are on this podcast. And so I'm really yeah. committed to learning all of these things that actually will make constellation work more available, more accessible, more known for, for as many people as possible. And so it's really a wonderful challenge and it's, um, mm -hmm. It's funny. I mean, it, I can't help but a lot of times end up laughing because there are just so many different things involved. And I actually, it's it's interesting because I I am trying to equate it with the complexity of nature. That really, nature is very complex. But when we really hold it just in its expanse, then it seems very contained. So I'm trying to find a way that I can get my computer and this uh, Zencast and podcast and Zoom and, <laughs> and, and these different, different things that plug in and don't plug in here. I'm trying to see like, how do I, how do I hold them all in the way, you know, that, that nature is? How do I begin to experience it, you know, as an organism or as energy? I think that that's the the thing that I'm really trying to find, like how, how do I come to the place where I can say, you know, really this as everything and anything else is in service. And so how do I, how, I, I think I'm trying to befriend it, mm -hmm. but I'm, I'm waiting for the reciprocity. <laughs> <laughs> Where, <laughs> where, where, where I have this actual visceral sense that it's also embracing me. <laughs> yeah. So that's, yeah. you know, so that's my, that's my challenge. And it's, it's really wonderful. I've, I've just discovered people um, as teachers that I would not have perceived as being that patient or specific. It's, it's been really a big challenge and adventure. Um, and it, it is, I think it happens in life a lot of times that there's some place where there's an open door. And so does one just look at it or how do we navigate it? Do we go in the door with someone else? Um, so I'm, I'm just kind of, negotiating that and seeing that somehow this has become part of my journey mm -hmm. and it's so unlikely, but, uh, um, wow. But such an adventure. Yeah. And you're here. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> true true just, confession. It puts it into context. <laughs> and, oh my goodness. Yeah. And, and I just had this dream that is there a constellation waiting for you with technology being representative? You know, I really, I, I could see that. And I could also see that there is this loving element to it because the end result and the encounters that I'm having are a surprise, really mm. just a beautiful, mm. transformative surprise. Mm. So um, what that means in terms of my own capacity, I don't know. But but just this the sense of it, the the experience mm. of it is is yeah. really um, unexpected, unexpected because um, I was just really so <laughs> so in the dark, but uh, little by little. So yeah, it's interesting that it could be such a challenge. Beautiful. Yeah. I don't think you're alone in that challenge. I think that's. <laughs> But to give it that honoring is really something. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Thank you. So beautiful. <laughs> well, we're coming to the end. Yeah. I feel really good. Yeah. You feel really good. Yeah. That we actually did this. I, me too. <laughs> it's really so sweet. Me too. <laughs> so sweet. It is. I Thank you so, so enjoyed much. this conversation and hearing your voice and hearing your wisdom come through. And there's a resonance I, when you said energetic, mm -hmm. that technology is energetic. I feel that. And I also mm -hmm. feel the transmission of your energy across the, the vessel of technology here. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm so glad. Thank you for sharing with, with me and with everyone that's, listening and going to be listening here. It's mm. such a gift. Wow. Thank you so much. And actually I'm, I'm going to really hold that word vessel because I think that's, that is so helpful because the work and the technology, the way that we're moving in life, it really is like some kind of vessel, like a, like a big canoe or a boat that somehow is really, mm -hmm taking us in this really beautiful stream that, that holds us. And, and because I do think that mm. nature is alive and conscious, I think that the water that's carrying us is carrying us well with good intention and a lot of love. Mm. Thank you for that. Thank you, Candace. Oh, you're so welcome. And is there anything else you want to share today before we close? Oh, just my deep thanks and my gratitude for your work. And um, yeah, just the hope that eventually everyone is able to experience Family Systems Constellation or one of the many beautiful applications of constellation work. It's becoming more and more accessible. And I think when folks just Google Family Constellation, there are lots of places where you can find workshops or groups of folks that are coming together, exploring and now there are so many wonderful books. I, I really appreciate how many books are available, and I love readings. Mm -hmm. There are just a lot of um, lot of beautiful books. So if I um, maybe could leave people with, I mean, definitely my books. You can just put Francesca Mason Boring and go to Amazon, and there's a list of books. But there are a couple of other books that I think. There are so many, 
but there's one that I think is really lovely that sort of holds the essence. And it's a book by Bert Hellinger, and it's called No Waves Without the Ocean. And I think there there are so many that if I were just to say which ones have I loved, I mm-hmm. I really could talk for a long time. But but in terms of something that really has the essence and um, and it's just a lovely lovely book, uh, No Waves Without the Ocean by Bert Hellinger is really really beautiful. So that might be something. It's beautiful. Thank yeah. you for sharing. Yeah. And where can people find you and your workshops? And you mentioned your books on Amazon, but I think they're also connected on your website. Yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just www.allmyrelationsconstellations. And relations and constellations are both plural. So it's just allmyrelationsconstellations.com. And there I have uh, my workshops. There are also some nice resources for people. Um, There's a place where folks can get books that are about constellation work, not just mine, but but books about constellation work. Mm -hmm. And then there's a really nice link that actually is great for people in the U.S. who may have family overseas. There's a link to something that's called Talent Manager, and uh, that's something that a gentleman has just given as a gift. He's been kind of pulling this together for many years. And there are links for many countries in the world that tell you where you may be able to find a facilitator of family constellation. So um, so that's one of the links that's also provided on my website. Wonderful. So that if someone has been to a constellation and they have family in Spain or they have family in Mexico. Um, they can pop that up and see who might be there for the rest of their family or friends that they have that are in other countries. Beautiful. What a good resource. Yeah. yeah. So nice. And it keeps growing. So that's mm-hmm. really beautiful. Yeah. Wonderful, Francesca. Thank you so much. I'm just mm, in deep gratitude of you sharing and being here today and being out in the world and uh, walking the way you do. Thank you so much. Thank you, Candace. This has really been a joy. And thank you for your, um, your support in helping me navigate just the, the mechanics of being able to have this exchange. My heart has really felt good about the time that we got to have. Wonderful. So thank you. Thank you. It's been such a pleasure to have Francesca on the show. I just loved talking with her and I hope that you enjoyed listening just as much. Tune in to um, check out her meditations that she's offered in her piece of writing of Family Constellation and the Legacy of the Natural World Supporting Resilience. You can find that PDF file on the website at candacewu.com slash Francesca. So as we close today, I'd just like to end with the idea that the ability to know is always present. This is Francesca's quote, and it's just so poignant because there are so many different ways of knowing. It's not just a mental knowing that we're after. We want to know who we are in our bodies. We want to know 
the next step of our lives. We want to know what's happened inside of ourselves when we feel a certain emotion. And this reminder that the, the ability to know is always present is so powerful because with love, gentleness, and patience, we can see what's there for us. We can receive the answers from within. Thank you so much for joining us today. It's been such a pleasure. If you'd like to connect in with other podcasts or other guests and experientials and meditations, you can find all that at candacewoo.com slash podcast. And you can also sign up for the bi-monthly newsletter where you'll get updates about the podcast, updates about events, also my travels and self-love notes. Find that at candacewoo.com slash embody. It's been great to have you today and I look forward to seeing you next time on the Embody Podcast. Podcast.